0: Amen. Amen? I want to extend a special uh, welcome to those who are new or visiting with us, especially those uh, that might be watching online on our online community. Glad that you are joining us this morning. And if you, are again, or new or visiting, we're glad that you're here. And if you haven't been here for a minute, it's good to see you back this morning. I see some new faces as we gather. I want to uh, lead us into a time of prayer uh, before I share the message. Why not you join me? Father, we come before you, and Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to gather this morning. As your body of believers and lord we know that you are present with us wherever we are and wherever we call upon your name so whether that's uh through the online platform and the online community or lord here in this sacred space and so we take a moment just to prepare ourselves lord to posture ourselves as we enter into your presence this morning so we're going to put our shoulders back in the seat that we're in and we're going to kind of wiggle those shoulders to know that the lord has our backs and that we are firmly in the palm of his hand and we feel it as we are seated here this morning and now i want us to open up the palms of our hands and, and face them up to receive what it is that the lord has for us this morning god i pray that your glory would fall On us this morning as as we've come to worship you and to praise you. So Father, I thank you uh, in advance for for the work that you're doing, Lord, uh, that it's going to fall upon these hands, Lord, the ways that we're going to hear you and the ways that we're going to sense you. And now I want us to wiggle our toes in our shoes as a reminder that we're on holy ground and that god is with us in this moment and that as he's with us in these moments he will go with us as we leave this place so father we commit this time to you this morning we have set aside this time to be in your presence so father we thank you that you are here with us and lord i ask that you would prepare our hearts and our minds again lord to receive what it is that you have for us this morning it's in the name the powerful name of jesus that we pray And all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. Well, uh, I'm not quite sure what to say this morning as a greeting. So I'm just going to say happy Sunday, good morning. I think happy Halloween just doesn't sound quite right in church, does it? Just doesn't quite, quite sound right. Uh, I don't know if anybody got to see. They've got a, a trunk or treat that's going on out back. It's just absolutely darling. And uh, I, I had I thought it was going to be in the back where the staff park. And I'm driving through, and I'm like, oh, I'm like in a parade, you know? And and uh, but I just so appreciate uh, the children's ministry of this church, and and uh, how they were able to uh, to dress up for the kiddos uh, this morning. And I don't know about you, but I love to see the costumes. On, uh, on Halloween. I don't know about you, but when the kids come to the door just to see all the creative ones uh, that the kids come up with. And so uh, harvest season, it's one of my favorite times of the year. And I love the color of the leaves, uh, the beautiful moms, the apples, the cool crisp scent in the air, and all things pumpkin. I'm telling you, who knew that Halloween or, or harvest would be such a marketing thing for all things pumpkin. So I want to share a couple pictures uh, with you Uh, Now that I have grandkids, it's fun to see how they dress. So this is my grandson, Conrad, with my daughter, Olivia, and this is his aunt. People get confused. I have one son that's married who has two children. So this is uh, Conrad's aunt, my daughter, Olivia, and she is in student ministry. And she wanted this this shark costume, oh gosh, probably about a year, year and a half ago. And I'm like, I don't know what you're going to do with this shark costume. Well, let me just tell you, with her being in student ministry, she has got her money's worth out of this darn shark costume, like you wouldn't believe. So anyway, uh, this is Conrad. He's probably, gosh, if I had to guess, maybe a, maybe a year old-ish. And so this isn't recent because he's about two and a half now. And so he wasn't quite sure what to make of my daughter Olivia. So I love this, this caption where he's looking at her, and she's looking at him. And he's like, wait a minute, I think that you're my aunt, but I'm not exactly sure. So I want to go to the next slide. He is terrified, right? This is the, I still laugh at this picture. He's like, wait a minute, I'm out of here. I don't know who this is. I'm completely freaked out. So this time last year for Halloween, uh, they decided to dress up alike. And he warmed up to the idea of the shark costume. And I think we have a picture of that. Aww. Isn't that so sweet? So baby shark, some of you that may have grands or even have little ones, you know this whole baby shark thing. So this was uh, last Halloween. He was baby shark, and she was big ant shark. So I just thought that was so cute. I can't wait to see uh, what he's going to be dressed up as uh uh, dress up for Halloween tonight as I go up to Lebanon to, uh, to be with them. So I just thought I would share just a bit of that uh, with you. So we are, are starting our new sermon series uh, called From, From Me to We. And what that looks like is we transition uh, as we think of ourselves as individuals to we and what that looks like as the body of Christ. I want to share a passage of scripture with you uh, this morning. It's uh, the Lord of the Harvest. And I believe that we have got the uh, The passage up on the screen. It's from Matthew 9, starting at verse 35. Hear these words. Then Jesus went to all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, in healing every disease and every sickness, And when he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them, because they were weary and worn out, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. We are in a season of opportunity to serve Christ, and to not only to know Christ for ourselves, but to share Christ. And I believe that that it's a season that, that, that we're called to move out of this mindset of me to we. And what does that look like in the world, and what does it look like in the church? Every day we are surrounded by subliminal message that penetrate our minds and our thinking, that it's all about me. I don't watch a ton of TV, but... Uh, but uh, I want to share uh, some of these, these advertising that I know many of us are familiar with. Burger King, it, it advertises, have it your way. And then we have McDonald's, you deserve a break today. And then Capital One with Jennifer Garner, we know this, what's in your wallet, right? And then UPS, what can Brown do for you? And again, in this series, we're going to look at what it means to transition from me to we and who God calls us to be. Here are these words from 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 9. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos. Are you not mere human beings? What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow." So neither one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. And I want to, uh, to unpack this pericope of scripture this morning, this passage of scriptures. And so Paul, he talks about food. And when I think of food for babies, I think of formula, right? And that's the baby's milk. And when babies grow, they move from baby food, and we begin to introduce solid foods to them. And Paul says, I gave you milk, not solid food. You're still not ready for it. We know that in order for us to grow from an infant to a toddler to a child, that we need the nourishment of milk and spiritual food and solid food. And we can't grow strong unless we have solid food, and our spiritual life is no different. You see, age is no guarantee of spiritual maturity. We don't want to be saints who are thumb suckers. So, how do we act with those around us, with those in the church? Paul he mentions quarreling, and who is the greatest? Paul, Apollos, Peter? Do you want to know the greatest threat? The greatest threat to Christianity, it's not the Muslims, it's not the Jews, it's ourselves and the division among us. And the threat isn't from the outside, it's from the inside. So what are we eating and how are we feeding ourselves? You see, if you're only being fed, spiritually fed, once a month, twice a month, or once a week. You'll find that as you get to midweek, you'll be starving, right? You'll be hangry. So how's your appetite? Whose table are you feasting at? And what does your diet consist of? Paul warns about worldliness. How do we live in the world but not of the world. It is a, a place where we are in constant tension. John tells us in 1 John 2.15, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. Again, it's hard to be in the world and not like the world. I, I love Romans 12 too, And it's something that, that, that I, that I uh, often pray about and pray for and pray in. Paul tells us, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect constantly renewing our minds in the Lord. It takes intentionality, and we have to constantly check our thinking. Is this from the Lord, or is this not from the Lord? How do we transform our thinking? You see, the enemy wants to hack our thoughts. So in what ways does God want to renew your mind or change your thinking? And uh, Paul gives us this uh, very simple imagery of, of planting, Uh, in this verse that i shared and he said paul said uh he uh paul planted the seeds of faith uh, in jesus in these communities as he started these churches and he would go town to town on his missionary journeys and then he would move on to the next uh to the next community and did he abandon them no paul did not abandon them no he raised up leaders to carry on the work of the church and to nurture the spiritual growth of all the churches Apollos was one of the, uh, the nurture of the faith, one to call to nurture the faith uh, of the believers. You see, Paul planted, and Apollos watered. Paul planted, and Apollos watered. Plant a garden. Plant a garden. How many of us have planted gardens? How many of us have had a garden? Yeah. Do we just scatter the seeds? No, we just don't scatter the seeds, and we don't have the, the watermelon coming up with the tomatoes, and, you know, the cucumbers coming up with the squash. No. We sow our seeds. We do it very intentionally. Sowing seeds takes intentionality. And what would it look like to sow with intention and in abundance, with the seeds of faith that God has given us to share with others? We uh, we get to have a, a glimpse of what that looks like in this video with uh, one of our very own uh, members of faith community of Kosowa. And uh, she is going to share with us, she was uh, at a a, a small group a couple weeks ago and we were able to capture her testimony, just a small bit of it uh, on this video. So let's watch.
1: My name is Akosua Yeboah. Um, I know everyone knows my triplets. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, 2006, um, I became a nurse, and um, when I was trying to write my board, I was praying so hard. My second one, I failed. I was praying so hard. I five children, I went through school five children. So I promised God that if you met, if I pass this board <laughs> this time. I will go to the whole world and serve you with my nursing degree. Wow. So when I want to burn the board, I pass. <laughs> 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 so, so when I passed the board, I was like, okay, so now that I passed the board, God want me to use it to serve him. All
0: right.
1: And that's where my call started. So I was able to get a couple of nurses and doctors together. We went to our first trip to Ghana. Um, we were able to get some funds together and uh, we did, made that trip successfully. And we did free screening in Ghana for, for older people and people, sick people, and uh, came back. Very, very, very great, great mission. That sent me to go back to Ghana. Um, when I got there, uh, the mission home that I, I founded in Ghana, the, this little boy was left there, baby, in the morning got the baby boy mm-hmm. and sent You him know, to the you know, hospital, children's hospital. And that was like, um, we were able to adopt the baby. Mm-hmm. So that baby was something that I believe that, that sent me to Ghana that, that mm-hmm. time in 2007. Mm-hmm. To go. So, on that trip, you didn't have many resources? No, no. Um, I, I always use my own resources when I started, right? Mm-hmm. But like I always tell people that you don't have to be rich to to start a ministry. Mm-hmm. But I believe that it's God who provide. Mm-hmm. So when you give, you receive it in so thousand times. And that's what I have s- experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. That anytime that I use my own funds to help other people, it comes in there. That's awesome. Yes. But here we have a ministry helping seniors and people with disability, and that's the people I work with at the same time. So when I became a nurse, I adopted a couple uh, homes, the senior homes in Daegu and Cincinnati. Okay, so every month I do, they can't come to food country too, they can't come to some places like faith community, they cannot come. So I take the food country to them, okay, yes. So you shared part of a story. Yes. You and John shared part of the story, where, uh, as I understood, you were like in Africa. He was somewhere else, and you said, "Meet me in South Africa." <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's make that kind of your final little God story. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I was planning. Um, I prayed about my next trip, where I'm going, to the country, Ghana. So when I. Was, I prayed about it, South Africa came to my mind. How did that that, (laughs) happen? I don't know. How does something just come to your mind when you go? What does that mean? It means they need help there. But how did it come to your mind? I prayed about it in South Africa, just here, South Africa. So I called this person and I said, is there any need in South Africa for children or any home or pregnancies? Oh yes, (laughs) we do need help. He needs definitely fonts, uh, diapers, clothing, and stuff. So I called my husband and I said, meet me in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got so where, suitcases. Where, where, where was he? He was in Ghana. He was in Ghana? Doing, Ghana. Yeah, doing that you were, you were here? Yes. And then you said to John, meet me in South Africa? Yes, because I didn't know anybody there. So. And when we got there, he knew. That was my call. That was God's sentence there. Yes, because we went and there was so many babies that was dropping in the home that they didn't have food, clothing, diapers. And when I was going, that's what I saw. So I did pack the suitcases, uh, 10 suitcases, diapers, clothing, all that stuff that I do, you know, from collecting donations and my funds. And took it with me. That was good. I think we should clap
0: amen thank you for sharing that was uh amazing i love that meet me in meet me in south africa right no big deal no big deal so many uh nuggets of wisdom and uh truth in there and uh, also just a tremendous sense of obedience to where the lord was was calling her so thank you for sharing that with us this morning so how are you serving the Lord? How are you serving the Lord? Where are you going where he is calling you to? You see, we're all wired with different gifts, right? And, and we don't necessarily have to do it in ministry. I believe that God works through our professions, whether it would be nursing, maybe accounting, anything medical, business, service, insurance, even the barista, right? When you get your coffee, I believe that God uh, works through all of us. God will use you. If you let him, don't underestimate God's purpose in your profession. Don't underestimate his provision in your volunteering and in your families and in your circle of influence. So, I want to share just a little uh, story with you. Uh, this was, I'm not going to give you all the details because it's ridiculous, but. Um, I don't know probably about a year and a half ago I fell down the steps I was rushing I don't know if anybody rushes it does not pay to rush and uh, so I skipped a couple steps boom 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 and I hurt various parts of my body but one of them was my shoulder and um, so of course this all happens in the middle of a pandemic I mean why not right. And so um, it, it was funny, because I had just been to the dentist, and I had to have a root canal on one tooth and, a, and another crown on the tooth in front of it. And I thought, oh, well, if I can handle that, I can handle an MRI. No problem. Well, guess what? I couldn't handle an MRI. I didn't realize, you know, you don't realize how claustrophobic you are until they go to put you in this tube, and you're like, oh, I can't do this. I don't know if anybody else is like that. Yeah, thank you. Oh, you're making me feel so much better. So anyway, long story short, called my doctor, and I said, hey, can we do physical therapy and see if that's going to help? So he said, no problem. So I did months of physical therapy, and uh, it got better, but still not exactly uh, what it should have been. And so uh, a couple of months ago, I thought, okay, let me go to the doctor and just say, hey, this isn't totally better. What do you think? And he said to me, you know, the only way we're going to find this out is if you get an MRI. And I'm like, you know, you're just breaking out in a sweat when you hear those words. And so... Um, I needed you know something to help me not know where I am anybody yes and so I'm at uh, at the hospital and that's where they had to do the MRI and um, so I'm, I've got this anxiety because I know that I'm going in this tube but I'm like Lord please I don't want to know where I am and so I had um, th- this lovely uh, transport from the hospital uh, take me down to where the MRI was and he and I were just kind of chit-chatting and to be honest with you I don't know a whole lot of the conversation as uh, he's, he's taking me down other than I'm feeling just a bit ridiculous and um, so we're, we're just kind of talking, and he's just, like I said, a lovely man. He's retired, and, and he does this transport in the hospital uh, just for something uh, to do. And so he gets me down to the MRI room, and he says to me, and, and he doesn't know what I do for a living. I don't normally just, you know, wherever I go say what I do for a living. And so this uh, lovely uh, man says to me, God bless you. I pray that all goes well. And in that moment, whew, it just came off of me. It just absolutely, the anxiety that I had, I don't know this man, but there are power, there's power in our words. And don't ever underestimate the conversation that you have wherever you are, whatever you're doing in your profession or wherever you are, even if you're at the, at this, at the grocery store, there is power when you speak words over someone, right? There's power. Don't underestimate God's purpose in your profession in your families and in your circles of influence. The words that we speak matter. They matter. So anyway, the end of that story is I'm having uh, rotator cuff surgery in December. Won't that be fun? Merry Christmas to me. But the deductible's been met, so really it is Merry Christmas to me. So there's a reason to get that done. So we're all on a spiritual journey, and, and on this spiritual journey, it's meant to be active. God is in us and through us. And God produces the fruit and gives the increase, but only God has the ability to cause the seed of the gospel message to grow, right? We have the opportunity to plant those seeds, just like that gentleman that that took me in transport. He planted that seed knowing that there was already blooming in me, but what a word, I'm sure he says to others as well. You see, we're nothing without him, but you and I are called to co-labor with him, to plant and to water for the kingdom of god everyone has a place in god's harvest so how you serve and what you give matters you see we give to god through this local church to know jesus and to make jesus known and you and i you and i get to be a part of it by our prayers our presence our gifts our service and our witness Want to share a quote with you this morning it says we cannot force someone to hear a message they are not ready to receive but you must never underestimate the power of planting a seed planting a seed you see we've got seeds in one hand and we've got a watering can in the other so how are you sowing the seeds that god has given you and where do you see opportunities To water. So, how do we know, right? How do we know? How do we know where God wants us to possibly plant a seed? How do we know where there might be a dry patch that God says, you know what, bring your sprinkling can over here and let's do some blessing over here? How do we know that? We pray. We pray. And the Lord will reveal to us our steps. Let us pray. God, we come before you. And we take just a moment of silence lord to to listen to your voice and lord in this time we ask that you would speak to us as we've gathered here this morning to praise you and to worship you and lord in this time of silence i pray that that you would impress upon us maybe an image lord an image maybe it's a word that we hear from you this morning maybe it's a sense that we get god speak to us in these moments as we're in this prayer time lord to share with you what's on our hearts and in our minds but lord also a time to be quiet and to be still Lord, and to know that you are God. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Let your spirit fall afresh on us this morning, as we gather as your body of believers. God, we are reminded of the worship that we lifted up to you this morning let everything that has breath praise the Lord and God we see the evidence of your goodness all over our lives and God we thank you for the provisions the ways that you love us the ways that you provide for us And God, may our lives be a reflection of your grace and your love and your mercy. And God, I pray for the encounters that we have with others, that they would see the evidence of your goodness in our lives, that people would hunger and thirst for what we have in you. And God, we pray for your church God, we, we are trying to figure out what life looks like as we come back post-COVID. And God, there's a hunger and a thirst for you. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, that, that people would turn their hearts to you, Lord. We need you. And, and God, help us to transform the renewing of our minds, that we would not focus, Lord, only on ourselves, but on you. And that we would get out of this mindset of me and everything is about me and what the world can do for me. But Lord, what we can do for you as your kingdom of God. God, move us. Move us. I pray that you would anoint our feet, Lord, as we walk out of this place to take us into places where you send us. And that you would bless our hands, Lord, that we would bless others in your name. And Lord, I ask that you would anoint our lips. the words that we're going to speak. And God, I thank you for the places that you're going to send us, just like with Okosawa. God, I thank you for her testimony and the witness that she is, that even in those moments when someone can't come to the food pantry, that she's going to take the food pantry to them. And so, Lord, the opportunity that we have to take you out into the world that we live in. Lord, we we thank you and we love you. And I ask that you would embolden us today to pick up our packet of seeds, to pick up our watering can and go where it is that you send us. God, we love you. We love you and we thank you for this time. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray and that we all pray and we lift our voices together and say, amen.
2: Through eyes of love, a hopeless case, an empty place, if not for your grace. Oh, I'm thankful for the things I cannot see. You've been a shelter in the storms of my life, a shield surrounding me. Oh, I'm thankful for the mercy you provide. I know you could have walked away, but you stayed a thousand times. I know you. You've stayed a thousand times. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. I once was lost. Thank God I'm found. Yes, I am. A hopeless. You sing, I love you Lord with me.
0: share something with you we had a powerful revival last weekend and I'm not sure how many of you were able to be here either Saturday night or Sunday to really uh, participate in that and feel the presence of the Lord Uh, there's going to be a gathering at 1045 here in this space uh, just to kind of process that and what that felt like for all of us and maybe some next steps so we want to invite you to that time uh, after the service uh, here in just a few minutes I want to share this blessing with you uh, as we go forth. And we're not going just yet, but I want to share this blessing. It's from Romans 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to invite Lina Bussey to come up. I was teasing uh, Jim and Lina. I said, it's Bussey Day. Jim uh, did the offering, and Lina uh, is a uh, member of the Board of Servant Leaders, and she is coming forth with a message for us this morning. Uh, After she's done, we'll be dismissed to go into our day.